0: This is Blake, the Cat Miller, and you're listening to the Northside Story Podcast. It is the 27th of August. I am Blake, the Cat Miller. We're back. We're back, Jake. We We are back back to... uh, Northside Story Podcast. I almost forgot the name. I'm still in my shitty apartment. And um, you don't see it on the video side. But I got a gross mustache right now. I'm just getting ready for the football <laughs> season. I don't know what's happened. I do know last season, obviously in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles got kind of smacked in the Super Bowl. I don't even remember it. Um, I didn't, uh, it was a close game. It was a very good game. One money on my end. Bobby's oh yeah, bets. Yeah, Bobby's bets. Cash, four out of the five and- last Super Bowls, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. Well, we'll dive into that. Obviously, throughout the season, we get into the Bucky's bets. And then um, I don't even know what my segment called the 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 underdog pick of the week. Maybe that's what it was. Nothing creative. But mm-hmm. also, we had a winner in our in our fantasy football league. We had Trey taking it back to back. You probably saw Jake, but I posted on the Instagram uh, doing all the highlights of all the managers. And I asked you before I posted it, he is our only back to back champ. Ever. Wait, what what Instagram page? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, What's the Instagram we, page? I I don't even know what the handle is, but oh. it is Northside Story, I believe Northside Story underscore F F. I will in go. in the in the Apple podcast, I'll put a link in the description. So if you do happen to not see it and you go to the to the to the descriptions on the podcast, just click it there and we'll make sure that we get it out. But I posted it there. i have been posting everyone's stories. I posted mine. I posted um, a Shane. Man, that's got to be a new picture of a Shane. He looks so. He's actually always looked pretty good. Like, but he looked good in that picture. But, is this uh, the? Is this the year? Uh, last year it was Stephanie that you would uh, roster bait over her uh, well, we, fantasy we team. See, is is going to be this year? Going to be a Shane? I'm. I are just how, giving him props. I'm just giving him props. Just All a right, good-looking guy. Enough. Fair good enough. Looking guy. He's also I've a Chargers a little... fan, so I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, and he usually drafts a lot of Chargers too. So it's going to be that's gonna be a big year for the Chargers. So I would imagine if he goes, dives deep and kind of battles you for those picks, that might be a team I'd be interested in. But then I also did Trey's, who is our former champion. But I was asking around, I want to confirm with you now because you never gave me con- a confirmation before I posted that. He is the only back-to-back champion in this league. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, the only one I could think of is, is well, we only have two um, multi-title yes. um, winners, and that's Nick and Trey. Yeah, and I don't think Nick it. was back-to-back. Um, I think there was a, at least one or two years in between. I could yeah. be wrong. Um, but, yeah, Trey going back-to-back last year. Phillips came in second. Uh, I believe you came in third, um, which this just is wild. The first, just the first top three you've had in, in a few years. First top three. I feel like you went on a streak where you lost your first week, like back to back. Yeah, uh, the, the two years prior. I was what they would consider a bubble fraud for a while where I, I've never, never missed the playoffs. I'm still mm-hmm. proud of that. I don't think there's any owner in this league that has made the playoffs every year in which they've been in part of the league. I think mm-hmm. I'm the only one, but I will say as I went through the standings of, of the past years, It was, I was always the last team or the second to last team getting it, even just last year. I mean, we all know how big of a fraud I was in terms of points, and I barely, I still got, I believe, second place into the regular season. So I, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, really quick. If you remember, or if you don't remember last year, last year, everyone finished within a game of each other because we were all eight and seven or um, eight or seven and eight. It was, I'm looking at the, the records right now. We had, Two eight and sixes. We had one, two, three, four, five, six sevens and sevens, and we had two six and eights. So it's a a blur to me, but so I know that I, I got beat out last, second, first place, but who ended up in last? Uh, last place, um, actually belonged to Phil Okamoto. He, uh, finished six oh, and eight. No. So, um, just a backstory, Blake, uh, Phil and I met, uh, Lamppost to hang out for the first time in a while. And we hung out discussing some football. Uh, Phil had another draft that Blake and I always get told that it's time to draft for Phil, Phil's words. And we always reply with, we do not care. Yeah. Um, and so while Phil was drafting, you know, he wanted to keep his cue away from us. He didn't want to let us. Not that it really matters because no. Phil never makes uh If Phil's, Phil's touching them, I don't want them regardless. Yep. exactly. So I actually wish Phil would have let us know because then we wouldn't have. Yeah, I don't want to have to draft them. Uh, shout out uh, Najee Harris. Um, so in looking into it, though, we were having these conversations and kind of doing revisionist history. And Phil brought up the fact that, you know, he snuck into the playoffs last year and beat Steph. Um, that last week I know of the that's season. Not true. Um and we all actually at that point we did believe him. But in, in trying to do some research for this episode and some of the Instagram stuff, um, I'm going back to week fourteen right now and Phil had the lowest output of the season at fifty seven point four points. Wait, how many guys do we start in a week? 10? I believe we start ten, yeah. So in looking <laughs> at that, we just want to go over really quickly what uh Phil's last week of the season was. Let's hear it. As he started, uh, Tua, Dalvin, Saquon, Stephon Diggs, T. Higgins, Dalton Schultz, and Ramondi Stevenson. A pretty good squad. Yeah. Um, But he also started the Seahawks D, which got him negative one. Um, That'll do it. His second highest player that week was none other than Dallas Cowboys great Brett Maher. Shout out, Brett. So um, the rest of his team got just less than – it looks like less than 10, uh, except for Tua, who had 14. But an absolutely terrible week for Phil and he did not make the playoffs and he ended up in last place. Um, it's a story that's been told many times, many years in this league where we see common individuals like Phil and just at the bottom, just sitting at the bottom of the standings. But you know what, that was last year. We're on to a new year. and most excitingly for for me and I hope everyone in the league, it's on for a new year of a podcast. So mm-hmm. what we got going on this year, pretty simple. Um, today's just gonna be light. Jake and I are touching base. Just today getting... is our today is our week zero. If you're yes. into college football, week yes. zero. And also just last week of preseason. Uh, we're just kind of getting stretched out. We're getting some reps in, um, and we'll be firing on all cylinders come uh next week after our draft. So today's episode's pretty much gonna be we're gonna play a fun little game. I'm gonna test Jake on some uh Kind of important moves that have happened in the fantasy football and the NFL landscape in terms of players going here and there. And Jake's going to kind of break down our draft order that the the uh, with the draft that we did, and he's got some fun predictions on what he thinks is going to happen this year in the draft. All in all, that's what we're going to have this episode. But um setting up as the first episode, it's going to be a fun year. We're going to be doing uh, we're going to be doing our Survivor League. Hopefully, it lasts more than one week than it was yeah. last year. That'll be nice. Um, that's going to be fun we'll have i would imagine we'll probably have some sub episodes that we had a little uh, check-in so that's something that we're gonna uh, keep everyone in track we'll add it to the instagram as well make sure that you uh, check it out in the link um we got baki's bets as always and my favorite part that i didn't really ex- expect to love so much that i'm very excited to get to our interviews interviews with our managers maybe uh maybe we run across some people maybe not even out of our league that we may be interested in hearing some stories, but all in all, it's going to be a fun year. I'm excited. I know Jake's excited Mm -hmm. and let's just get, let's get into this episode. Let's Let's go. go. Okay. I promised us some games, Jake, and I have a fun game because I would imagine you're kind of like me, Once Super Bowl hits, you're done, you're checked out, you don't think about football until like Mm -hmm. this time of the year. I we got one week, one week until our our draft. Actually, literally it's one week today. Yep, one week from uh, yeah, three three PM or this time next week, we will have our teams and we will be looking to see how we can improve them already. Yeah, I'll be already dropping people. That's usually how it goes. There's no point. But anyways, so part of that analysis and part of that preparation is you got to dive back into the rosters. You got to look at the you got to look at the preseason rosters and see like where is everyone because there's nothing better when you dive into say ESPN and you look at the rankings and you mm-hmm. say you go to like I don't know what, the Bengals and you're like oh my god they got this guy and it's just a fun game that it seems like you need to play every year. So I have some guys that I'm going to throw your way. I some of them are easy. There may be a difficult one in here, but okay. I just want to see if you know where they're playing. Um, sure. And then I think they're interesting guys. I got three people. I got two running backs and a wide receiver. Okay. I think there's there's plenty of interesting stories, but these are the ones that I picked out that I think are some relevance in terms of the fantasy landscape and where they're going. And I'm mm-hmm. interested in just getting your your viewpoint on that. And I just want to see if you're right. So let's start off with Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams Jamal was Williams. the running back for the Detroit Lions. Where is yeah, he now? Jamal, well, really quickly, Jamal Williams just—I hated Jamal Williams last yep. year. If you recall this, uh, one guy that I re- that I know that changed teams during the draft, uh, I picked up DeAndre Swift last year. Yes. he changed teams. Yep, uh, and he went to Philadelphia. Yep, um, and Jamal Williams also changed teams. So they kind of have a – I guess the Lions did draft Jameer Gibbs. And uh, to be honest, I don't even know who the backup is there. Um, he actually might be the backup. I don't remember. But Jamal Williams, I do know where Jamal Williams went. He went to the New Orleans Saints. Now this one's interesting. So when I did some deep diving on Jamal Williams, I, I remember his season like like how you do. I remember mm-hmm. him being a guy – being a guy that I thought was just taking all the shine of DeAndre Swift. Now, DeAndre Swift sure. started off hot. First two weeks, he was uh, top in terms of finishes, fantasy finishes. He had two top ten weeks first two but, weeks. But it was go classic ahead. DeAndre because you're going to go into it right now. But classic yeah, DeAndre. Gonna, yep. And, of course, here comes an injury. Mm-hmm. And he gets banged up. I believe the start of the season was his shoulder. And I want to believe it again. Like that. It was his shoulder first. And then I want to say it was his ankle at the end of the year. But he's, regardless, always lingered. Um, So doing the deep dive, knowing this, this movement, I wanted to learn a little bit about Jamal Williams and what he did last year. Um, How many, we'll we'll have you guess here. How many top 10 finishes in terms of a running back do you think he had last year per week or like, so how many top 10 per week finishes he had? Yeah. Top 10 finishes. All right. So there is 17 17 games. I would say he had 12. Oh, Okay. That's a lot. I mean, uh, there's not that many. Well, I remember of him just getting eight touch. He had like eight weeks where he had one touchdown a game. Like he had how many touchdowns did he finish with last year? Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, I can pull that up. The stat that I had that I was that I was having you mm-hmm. walk into for me was for a guy that I think the whole world for the first maybe eight weeks thought as kind of a a vulture and was not really commanding much of the offense but was just squeezing in touchdowns he had six top 10 finishes as a running back and that's near Uh, i was was way high you were (laughs) way high and and it may seem like a lot and it may seem um but in the running back landscape with just how many running backs and a lot of teams doing like two like kind of like splitting workload it's a Mm -hmm. lot for a running back so Mm -hmm. i'm on his web i'm on his page right now um Just kind of going through. And this is literally classic Jamal Williams. These are his finishes. The first two weeks, it was 14, which is still very good. Because that first game we get with the Lions, I don't remember who they played, but I remember they shit I think it was the Eagles. I think that was like a very high-scoring game. It was a high-scoring like offensive game. Uh, So, real quick, 14-38. And then week three, here he is. He's got the backfield to himself. He was number two, number five. Mm -hmm. 43-31-9. So it looks like I missed one out. It looks like I was doing a – no, 9. That still is in 10. Uh, 22, 19, 4, 23, 26, 41, 52, 61. And then in the fantasy football playoffs, he had a top four finish and then the end the season a top three. So definitely a guy that has that potential. He just ate up uh, touchdowns. Now, the only reason why I'm bringing it up – and bringing him up as a, as a big move, not only the talent, but the opportunity this year. So we have with Alvin Kamara the news that he's going to be suspended for the first three games of the season. I did some deep diving, and I've talked to you, Jake, on the side about how enamored I am with this Saints team this year. Not, not really the prospects. I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl team, but I think they – it's not I think, actually. I know they have the easiest schedule of – any team in the NFL this year, mm-hmm. so they're not only playing their division, uh, they are not playing the likes of Baltimore Ravens, they're not playing the Bills, they're not playing the Chiefs, they're not playing the Chargers. Um, they, if you go to their schedule, very cakewalk. I think they're the in terms of fantasy finishes because this is a fantasy football show. In terms of mm-hmm. fantasy finishes, the best quarterback they're going to play statistically this year is going to be Kirk Cousins. Mm, and wow. that is setting up for a team that i wouldn't be surprised it's gonna it's a bummer that we're not going to vegas a little sooner you and i uh we're gonna be down there for week four i believe mm-hmm. uh, i think at that time it's gonna be too late for me to sprinkle a little money on them to make it to the nfc championship game because of just NFC just, championship game i think they will make it
1: so the the you NNC have them change. winning two playoff games.
0: I have them winning two playoff games with Derek Carr as their quarterback. Yeah, I think so too. I think oh, here we I, go. I think they're going to have a I think they're going to finish as a team with anywhere in the ballpark 11 to 12 wins, maybe wow. even higher, maybe even sneak in a bye because of just how mm-hmm. low their how bad their schedule is this year mm-hmm. and their opponents. So, I'm not betting on talent, I'm betting on opportunity, not only of on the team, but Jamal Williams so you have because of Jamal Williams, you have them going to the NFC championship. He's one yeah, of the I, main factors. I know. My my bridge my bridge to me hyping up the New Orleans Saints was mm-hmm. talking about the move of them getting Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. Jamal Williams is not only the he's not the only factor that's gonna contribute to I think a very good season for the Saints. And with that, I think there is serious potential. And it wouldn't be as a surprise to me that they make it to the NFC Championship this year. So if if you recall last year, we had our awards oh, no. at the end of the season, and I'm gonna bookmark this uh, first episode of the 2023-2024 uh, fantasy season. Uh, just remember, remember that clip. We're gonna we're gonna mark this down. I have as a video right now going mm-hmm. to the NFC Championship, um, and I am going to guarantee that this will be in the award show. So that's your guarantee. And then my guarantee will be uh, best prediction. Uh, you will probably get that award. Now, look, I, un- I completely agree with you. And I do some of those stats for their division. They don't play good quarterbacks. I can see them being, you know, a nine, maybe 10 win team and making the playoffs. I don't think that's too far fetched, but I, I do think NFC championship is a little, is a little much. However, I think that they do have some good weapons, but we're just talking about Jamal Williams. So I don't want to go too far um, yeah. off the track here, but Jamal Williams, I think is going to be a good um, just partner to Alvin Kamara. Cause Alvin Kamara as, as the, the weeks went on last year, I believe Brian had him last year. Um, If I remember Alvin Kamara had some stinkers of, of weeks, like he just had some weeks where you could tell, like they didn't really have anybody behind him. And it seemed like he kind of would get, you know, tired throughout the game. He's an extremely valuable weapon, as we all know, especially in the passing game. So I I do like that Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams sharing, you know, that load, probably 60, 40. Um, I don't think Jamal Williams will be getting as many touchdowns, of course, as last year. It will be nice those first three weeks, but those first three weeks go by super quick. So, yeah, I think Jamal Williams is a, is a good fit in in New Orleans, um, but I don't see him surpassing what he did last year. Wrap a bow on just your point on Kamara. Kamara only had one top five finish last yeah, year. Yeah, he was not good last year. And you drafted him as a, as a top-end guy. So, definitely interesting in New Orleans. So, my next guy, real quick. I have... I love this guy. I got a smile on my face. Um, Deonta Foreman. Ooh, former I didn't running even know back Deonta Foreman. Former running backs of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I remember last year when they traded Christian McCaffrey. It was between him and uh, what's that guy's name with a funny, he kind of funny first uh, Chuba, 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 Chuba Hubbard. Hubbard. Um, Deonta Foreman. Give me. I have some. I have some ideas. Give me the conference. AFC or NFC? Uh, it is the NFC. Okay. Let me let me tell you my description on him. Maybe that will kind of description of him. Uh, I have little notes here for each player. Okay. So last season he had two top five finishes. Um, mm-hmm. which doesn't say like a lot, but given the situation that that he got pressed into, it was right around. Man, it was right around my wedding. So it was right uh, – it was in November. That was right on the heels of the McCaffrey trade mm-hmm. where him and Chuba came in. And I remember there was a rainy game against uh, Atlanta, and he went stupid. And he kind of became that – I remember that first week when McCaffrey left, he, he stepped in and, and started getting touches. And it seemed – And it, I, I believe the first week they beat the Bucks. And it was all in the backs of the running of the running game, and I remember everyone was freaking out. So a lot of those top two finishes came at the end of the season. Um, so even though it's two, still something not to snip at. And my note here, maybe um, maybe that will help you know what team he's on. He's gonna be right now slated to play behind a younger running back on mm-hmm. a very heavy running back scheme team. Well, it's NFC young running back um i have no idea deontay foreman is currently and unfortunately he got hurt in his last preseason game Uh, (laughs) i didn't see that but uh hopefully it it looks minor but he is currently a chicago bear Mm. and okay i I like that i like that team for him and And he's really high on Khalil herbert Uh, no no (laughs) I don't think, I think he's good. I think he's a, he's a good weapon. Um, but I don't see Khalil really, you know, taking the ball and just, you know, rushing. He's not a 15 to 20 carry kind of guy. And if he is, then he will get hurt because he is on the smaller side. Um, so I think that's why, uh, Dante fits in perfectly with that team. Cause I do think that Foreman can be someone that can be a guy that runs 15, 20 times a game. Um, I will. I will say this. When it comes to the Bears, I do think they opened it up uh, the offense a little bit this year. I don't think they will be as reliant on the run. They got DJ Moore, um, mm-hmm. and they I believe they drafted um, a wide receiver. And I think maybe in the maybe in the first three or four rounds, yeah, nothing to draft. sniff at either. They still have Chase Claypool, I believe. And yeah, they, still- Yeah, Chase Claypool. Who? Yeah, he's he. That that was a terrible trade um, for yeah. him. They gave up yeah. a second round pick, I think, for him. Um, yeah. But I do think they're going to open it up a little bit. And Justin Fields, although his he's electric and like he, you know, finished, I think, as a top five quarterback for fantasy, at least a top seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he needs to prove a little bit that he can use his arm because his legs will go at some at some point. He's not built like Lamar, he's built bigger so at some point and i mean he's still very young he's looks like his what second season third season yeah. this upcoming year so i do think he's going to be using his arm a little bit more i think they want to they got dj more for a reason so i think they're going to want to see him use his arm so i do think that perhaps he won't run as much we'll give but now because they actually have a running back not that david montgomery wasn't good yeah. or average um, but Deonta is someone that you can give the ball to 15, 20 times a game. Yeah, I think I think he's the best fit in terms of like a um, cheap round running back option that can kind of fill a similar role that they had last year. The running game from – I mean, a lot of it was carried by Justin Fields, but gut feeling without looking at any stats, running game was decent last year. Um, when David Montgomery was healthy and they had kind of that like running down the gut 20 carry guy that he he, he – he was efficient. I definitely think it helps too, like um, them opening up. Like you mentioned them opening up, being more of a passing team. It's all at the end of the day a protection to Justin mm-hmm. Fields. Now that goal line stuff, um, you, you always want to give the ball to your best player in your best hand, Justin Fields, smaller frame, but kind of like Jalen hurts where anything kind of near five, five, five yards in where you can either just have him run up like a read option, have him make the best play. Mm-hmm. That's always going to be there. You're not going to this move. Isn't gonna just automatic. It's not like Derrick Henry's coming into this team. He's not Derrick Henry. He he's kind of had an up and down year. I believe he was originally drafted by Houston. He had such high prospects uh in Houston, Jonte Foreman. Um couldn't mm-hmm. shake out. I want to say it was Lamar Miller, and um it was like Lamar Miller's Swan Song year, and he couldn't beat him out. So he's kind of been a journeyman. He got the opportunity in Carolina and and really proved something. This is a good team. Khalil Herbert uh ended off last year he didn't play um he was he had a five five game stint where he was out week 11 through 15 and then when he came back the rest of the year 16 17 18 highest finish was top 40 on the year he was Mm -hmm. uh 39th ranked in terms of uh running back finishes so not really not the greatest running back really and i agree with you um he doesn't provide he'd probably be your pass pass and catch um your pass catch running back, third down, smaller, smaller frame, a little bit more spry, uh, spry than Deontay Foreman. But this team, if if they take away the runs, I think, from Justin Fields, which they will limit in some capacity, obviously as they're making a shift, it looks like they're making a shift in terms of the recent free agent signings to give him more offensive weapons to protect him by keeping him in the pocket and have him throwing it. I do see any trickle. Is going to go down to, back to that what we saw last year, the David Montgomery role, where they were successful. They were successful as a running team with their running backs with more north south running backs compared to David Montgomery and Deontay Foreman. So, yeah, I'm just looking quickly at both of their stats last year. And Khalil Herbert only rushed over 100 yards once, and David Montgomery only rushed over 100 yards once. And I last remember year. that game. Uh, uh, I believe David Montgomery got hurt, I think, on the first drive of the game and then um herbert came in and just i yeah. believe he broke one off he had a huge run and it was fluky really at the end of the day it was fluky yeah um, the only one that david had was uh, i remember this one too uh sunday night football against the packers he had mm-hmm. 122 yards but never really did anything the rest of the year so we'll see if Deonta foreman can you know improve on that um but yeah we, we'll we'll see and then last one we got um God, it seems like this guy's been in the league for like 30 years, but he's probably not that old. But I guess just football players. Adam Thielen mm. seems like he's always on someone's roster. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's always been J- your, like a, like a he's, solid he's wide guy. receiver three in fantasy, but a very solid wide receiver two in like actual yeah. football. And obviously, we're asking this question because he's no longer on the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading some stat in terms of uh, Kirk Cousins, his, his top 10 receivers in terms of touchdowns. Adam Thielen was on that list. I didn't know Kirk yeah. Cousins was on that team that long. I mean, he's probably been on the team for five years. Yeah, yeah four I years. guess. And he's probably been in the league for maybe eight. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, Adam Thielen. Um, I, I do know where Adam Thielen went, um, which it, it's a very interesting spot where he went because I don't really know any other – wide receivers besides one on this team but he went to the carolina panthers bingo um and i think the only one that i can think of off the top of my head is terrence marshall Jr. that was the only one that i was going to give you if you yeah didn't give me and that. i don't know anybody else but it, it is they did get a uh, rookie quarterback there uh yep. number one overall pick bryce young um and i think this is a good spot um, I don't think it's, it's one that Adam Thielen's going to have a boom year. Um, but I do think it's a, it's a good spot for him to contribute. I would say if he can stay healthy between 750 and, you know, 900 yards, maybe like six touchdowns, um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a solid season, a good flex or maybe a bench spot, uh, that can help you out if you do have an injury, because I don't really know anybody else on that team. um, when it comes to weapons and that's me being kind of naive, but also I just don't think they have, I don't think this is the year where the Panthers really take off. I see next year as perhaps if they get some more guys in there um, to where they can really, and always with the rookie quarterback, not really sure. I like Bryce young, but I don't see him being someone that just dominates from day one. Um, I think they're going to, there is going to be some growing pains. Uh, He does play in an easier division, but um, you know, the saints defense, Tampa Bay, I don't like their offense, but I still think they have a good defense. And then you have the Falcons, who are kind of young and upcoming, and I and I know that that coach has been there for a few years, so he kind of really needs to establish his kind of mentality and that kind of football they want to play there. So, yeah, Adam Thielen, in general, um, good spot for him, I think, in Carolina. I think if – if you're an Adam Thielen fan, and or I mean I don't know how many Adam Thielen fans there are as I as I say that, but still, if there if that's someone that you that you're looking to draft late, um, I definitely would suggest doing some deep diving on what changes and what was his involvement before and after T.J. Hawkinson came in, uh, because mm. they both they two different positions but I would say like when I think Adam Thielen I think almost high leverage throws in the end zone I see it being more of a possession guy Mm -hmm. when TJ came onto the team he he was just gangbusters like he was definitely Kirk Cousins one of his favorite targets in the end zone um if you and if you look at just PFF grades last year I'm a big PFF guy I got the subscription now so you're gonna be hearing that a lot and um (laughs) Last year he was average. It was uh, they on PFF they usually have like the color coordination. Blue's the highest, red's the worst. He was green. He was an average wide receiver. I was very surprised to see that he had seventy catches last year and he only dropped the ball once.
1: Mm. Good feeling. He's when always I look been a at, very
0: good possession type of wide yeah. receiver. Yeah. So it's it's. I don't think um, that now there's definitely some stats that you can dive into. What's a separation rate? Um, he doesn't seem. He definitely doesn't look like a guy that's beaten anyone off the line. He's kind of like very very poor man's like keenan allen where he's like he's he's running five yards five yards up the field he makes one cut move he's beating this guy and if you got a quick accurate quarterback that can just hit him right there then that's yeah. where he's going to shine he probably doesn't have that speed anymore probably is just going to be like the third fourth option for this carolina team but if i'm a young quarterback um i always like i, feel, I always feel like young quarterbacks they always go tight ends and they always go veterans and yeah. we just talked about. We don't even know who the other wideouts are on the team. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I have a depth chart up. They did add some other pieces throughout this this offseason, and they added all um, all veterans. So they actually added uh, as a running back, my boy uh, Miles Sanders, um, oh, as their, their running back. So it's uh, a Ma- Miles Sanders and Chubba Hubbard uh, backfield. They also um, added DJ Chark um, as a wide receiver too. He uh, left practice last week with a bad injury. Yeah, so he'll probably be out for a little bit, but at some point he'll be in. Uh, And then they did draft someone. uh, His name is Jonathan Mingo in the second round out of Ole Miss um, in the draft. And I remember him in college, and he – was nice. So he might, he might be a good weapon or uh, that wide receiver room. I don't think is terrible, um, but it definitely is Adam Thielen probably leading the way. And then tight end, you talked about, you know, an established veteran tight end Hayden Hurst is their tight end. Um, So that's, I think a good spot for Bryce Young, but yeah, I mean, I would say like above average weapons, they're not like terrible. uh, But I, I, I think there's going to be enough. There's not one guy that's going to dominate and ball hog. So I think that there'll be enough to spread around, which I think Adam Thielen kind of fits in with that perfectly. Yeah. You're looking at brass tacks with Adam Thielen last year. He had a still had a hundred targets. It's 70 catches. It's 700 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, uh, it's not, it's not the greatest in the world, but that's way more than I thought Adam Thielen did, which seemed like a season last season that he was kind of overshadowed by obviously Justin Jefferson. It seemed like Mm -hmm. KJ Osborne was really starting to get a footing in that offense as well. Um, And then with the addition of TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen has seemed like an afterthought, Mm -hmm. but sneaky production. We're in a 10 team league personally. I don't see him. I see him going, I guess, very late. If you, maybe if you're going to running back heavy and then you're just needed to fill out your roster in, you want to take a gamble on potentially the number one wide receiver Mm -hmm. for a team. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad pick, but um, very interesting move uh, considering as for as much as we've known him, just being a Minnesota Viking, uh, it's going to be exciting to see what he can do with uh, Bryce Young. Yeah, th- there are definitely some guys. If you go through, and you know, we were going to you know, kind of talk about um, our favorites and our predictions when it comes to players and whatnot um, this episode, but we're going to save that for for the next episode because I think we both have certain guys that were. We're into as far as drafting. So I think if you were to look at all of the teams um, and without clear cut number one wide receiver um, like spots like in their depth chart, I think he's in that like upper echelon of those teams and those guys. Um, Cause I think there are, I would say five or six teams without number one wide receivers. Um, but I do think Adam Thielen is like on the top end of that. All right, that's all I got, Jake. You got any, any, any for me? Yeah, I have a couple here for you, Um, and nothing with fire. I feel like we've been dragging on on this. Yeah, it's it's not going to be uh, no analysis, and they're not really that important of players. Um, But in just watching some of these last preseason games, um, I have some for you. Uh, Don't give me a Rams guy. Don't embarrass me. Don't give me a Rams guy. uh, Starting out with an ex-Rams guy. Where is Robert Woods? Oh, Bobby Trees. Um, crap. Um, Houston. Houston he Texas. is on Houston. I'm watching the game as we speak. Yeah. Um, Where is Jimmy Graham? Shut up. Didn't he just get arrested? Wasn't he just arrested for wandering the streets? Did he you see that was, video? Or he, Yeah, he was. Yeah, so for something, I don't know exactly. I don't yeah, want to get I, into that. We don't we, comment on that. Yeah. But um, I didn't you know he's in the league. I'm going to guess... Who needs a tight end? I'm gonna guess the Bucks. He is back with the Saints. Oh, I think I knew that one. Yep, he was in the he was in L.A. when they were playing the Chargers. That's when that That's happened. Weird. They got um, Benjamin Watson. Anyways, do they? I, feel I like think Benjamin they Watson's do. like 50 years old. Um, He's still in the league. Uh, and then last but not least, I don't know if uh, this was something happened today. Where's James Robinson? Fantasy great. Well, he was just cut. Okay, so you know that he was just cut. He was yep. just he was cut just by, by the cut. Giants. So he's now a free agent. But Future everyone's Ram. Everyone, he's a Ram. Everyone's favorite running back last year, uh, fantasy running back James Robinson, Jumbo James. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's his nickname, but it's his nickname now. <laughs> Those are the only ones I had. They're just a quick, uh, quick uh, random name names for uh, fantasy football. There's going to be plenty more throughout the season, and I'm excited for them. All right. So we talked about how at this point next week, next Sunday, we will have our team set ready to go. um, And we'll be looking at our squads, but we're just going to go over our draft uh, order. And then we have, uh, have a quick little fun game of just some predictions for our draft and our managers in our draft and what they have done over the last few years. If it's going to happen this year, some predictions. So, First off, we're just going to start out with the draft order itself. So a couple of weeks back, we did a... Uh, usually what we do in our draft is we just do... I set out 10 cards as the commish. Um, yes. And just have... I believe I just have someone's name I pick out of a hat and then I flip over a card. And whatever number it is, that's the pick that they get. So ace is one and then all the way to to 10. So this year is a little different as... Blake, Phil, and I kind of we got together to hang out, and we're like, you know, let's just do the draft order tonight. So yeah, we did a, a random a wheel generator, and we just pushed uh, spin, and we went through there. So the first ten, uh, sorry, the the first the, the order that we have, uh, like, Brian is leading us off this year. Uh, then we're getting to a Shane. We're getting to Steph, a Champ, Trey. Then we have Phil at five, which I know Phil was extremely excited for. He wanted to be right in that middle. I don't know we why, have but... uh, Phillips, Sam, Nick, and then myself, and then Blake. So Blake that and I sucks. are right next to each other and just going to screw each other over the entire night regarding picking up players. Also, having Nick in front of me, I know his tendencies. So it'll be interesting. Uh, we have some people that I know... Um, have specific things that they do. I know Blake that you have kind of dived into those stats and we can go over some of them. We're not going to touch on everyone, but, um, I do have some questions. If you have anything to to add for the, the draft order itself, you can go ahead. Anything that kind of stands out to you? I, um, I mean, we're going to talk about tendencies and some of the things that the stats that I have that I've been posting, uh, they're not going to tackle it, but just, uh, what I find most interesting this year is Brian at the first pick. Mm-hmm. Brian's always been a tendency to draft, uh, rookie running backs. And yeah. I think that if that was on his, on his docket to look at Bijan, I think he would have, he would have been stoked being in that five, six range. Um, but, and I don't know. It Brian there's a lot of wild cards in our league. I feel like Brian's the biggest one. I never know how he's gonna go. Um and but I don't know. I, I love this league because there are some tendencies in terms of every team's got their favorite players. Mm-hmm. But I would say generally, um it's everyone's always kind of always kinda doing something different. Now the stats that I have to, to says the opposite, but all in all, no. I there's nothing, nothing really stands out crazy to me uh, in terms of this year's draft order. All right, so to actually talk about Brian, um, that's one of my questions for you. Yeah, Brian, official boys, over under half of an eagle drafted. Okay, so. Man, if I'm looking at rankings, I don't i we're in a ten team. It's hard because i I've been preparing for a twelve team, so mm-hmm. it's a it's a little skewed. It's not that much, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're not gonna count kickers. So we will count defense, no. but I'm not gonna count uh, kickers in some of these questions. i don't i I don't think um I do not think that a j Brown is gonna make it all the way back around. Um, to him I'm trying to look at r- rankings real quickly but I don't see so, anything so instead of looking at rankings I just yeah. this is, this is going to be more just heart just, uh, like just gut so like yeah. so f- for instance we have of course we have Jalen Hurts we have AJ Brown we have Devonta Smith we have Dallas Goddard the only reason why I asked is because Brian is an Eagles fan so you know what Brian- now that I think about it now that I th- started to cut you off, but I will say uh, without looking at rankings and knowing where he's at, he's going to be drafting at the 20 spot mm-hmm. and he's going to be a long wait. Brian typically likes getting high end quarterbacks. Mm. I can see a world in on his uh turnaround pick in round 2 and 3 that if Mahomes definitely going to be off the board, Josh Allen's definitely probably probably right around there Yep, right around that and i can see and i wouldn't be mad about it i can see the justification for brian taking jalen hurts there so i definitely i I definitely think so you're taking the over over over, 0.5 eagles drafted yeah i would take that we're gonna put blake down for the over Um, I'll jump in on these two. I definitely think he will. I think he's going to, I think Jalen Hurts is a good call, but I can see him picking up someone like uh, uh, DeAndre Swift in like the fifth or the sixth round. Um, So, okay. That is Brian. Now I have another one that loves to pick certain players on a team and you might think I'm going a certain way, but I'm actually going to go with Nick. Now this isn't going to be Packers related, uh, yeah. Sorry, it is going to be Packers-related, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, to be current. Packers so, player. Makes former sense. or current Packers, one and a half drafted. So, okay. that counts as Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard. Uh, we have Aaron Jones, who is current. We have uh, uh, Jamal Williams. We have, um, where is, uh, what's his face? Robert Tanyan. I don't know why you would draft him, but I don't think he's on the Packers anymore. Um so certain guys like that, one and, and a half. Co- and Randall Cobb. Let's not forget. Sure, Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb. Yeah, that is another one. Um. Okay, I. Uh, last season, I don't know what his what his thoughts were are going to be this season, but I remember Nick was very high on Romeo Dobbs last mm-hmm. season. That's another one. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Rome, he was very high on that. Now I don't know what Nick's assessment is on Jordan Love. I don't see Jordan Love really being a deep threat quarterback, um, which that's Romeo Dobbs's strength, and Romeo Dobbs got banged up last year. I do, I do really like Christian Wat- uh, Watkins this year. Watson, uh, Watkins, Watson, I don't know what, Watson, Watkins. One what, of them. It's Watson, Christian Watson. Watson. That's mm-hmm. what I thought I said. Oh, you said Watkins. Oh my bad, um, I I really like him this year. Even though I can't say his last name, that's typical. <laughs> it's fine. I think uh, I keep remembering uh, that one game Jordan Love started, or they were getting blown out. I think, and he came in, and it was like his first pass. He just hit him right up the seam, and it was like a sixty-yard touchdown. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I can see that all day this year, especially with, um, and that O line's still good. Like it's not like they all just left. Like even though. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still probably trying to get uh Bacchiari out of there to yeah. come to New York. But that 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 O-line's still gonna be good. Uh so I I definitely see I definitely see him taking a wide out on on Green Bay. Now, quarterback. I Nick, I'm, I'm like running through quarterbacks that he's had. Throughout his time, he doesn't really draft I mean, a high it's, end what quarterback. Is it? it has to be four out of the five years or three out of the five years it's been Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, I'm i going to say over, but I'm going to say it in the sense that I think he'll draft two quarterbacks and Aaron Rodgers will be his second one. And then I think what what he'll do is – which I think he did last year. He had two quarterbacks and I believe the one that he had, he benched them that I thought he should have started – and, and played Aaron rodgers um yeah I'm, I'll say I'll say over because Aaron rodgers isn't gonna be the first quarterback I don't think unless mm-hmm. I do what I typically do and just don't draft a quarterback and take the trash heap at the bottom mm-hmm. but i I see him I see a world where he will be a a second uh, on a on a team as their second quarterback and I can see it on next team. Yeah. I'm going to take the under. I, I think Nick is going to, I I think, I think there's a good possibility that Aaron Rodgers is the only one that he takes former or current Packer. Um, I don't think he's going to take anybody else. I I think he's not looking forward to the Packer season. Um, Perhaps he gets Aaron Jones, but that would have to be perhaps in the second round or late or early second round, which is a possibility. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I, I just don't, don't know if I see him getting anybody else on the Packers or I guess the Jets or any other player that you know used to play for the Packers. So I'll yeah. take the under one and a half players. Um, I think he gets one, but I don't think he pushes it to two. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. All right. Now, our favorite team to talk about, Phil, Phil. Okamoto. Let's hear it. Over, Cowboys. under – Two and a half handcuffs drafted in this Ooh. draft. Now, uh, what, last year, let me, let me get some stats about last year. Last year, Phil drafted three. He had drafted Madison. Um, he Can drafted Madison. Him? Hold on, where is it? There it is. Uh, Madison, um, I will say, I'm pretty sure Damian Harris was the starter last year before it was. the season. So, Ramondre was one. And A.J. Dillon. So he drafted those three. Um, now a couple a. of Dillon. those guys were were splitting carries, but they were you know probably the best handcuffs you could get in fantasy last year. Yeah. So Phil is known to draft his handcuffs and stash them throughout the year, and sometimes they work out for him like a Ramon de Stevenson, and sometimes they blow up in your face like an AJ Dillon, and he just sits them on his squad the entire season. And just lets them sit there. So question Phil. Two and a half handcuffs drafted over or under. See what I hate about Phil is that. Phil will probably listen to this. And you and I may have a consensus. On Mm -hmm. what we think he's going to do. And he will just do it the opposite. So, Just to prove his point. Just to prove his point. So it's difficult with him. I'm going to say though. I'm going to say that it's it's under. Okay. I'm going to say at the very most, I I don't even, I think it's a clear under. I think at the very most, he has one handcuff. Wow. Um, You think he's going completely against the grain this year? I think he's going to go completely against the grain. I don't even think he's going to take his handcuff. Um, He is in the middle round. Uh, He may not even end up with a running back at that position. That's usually where I might actually, let me, let me give you just one more stat here in 2021. I'm looking at his draft. He had drafted in 2021, that, oh, I remember that year actually. That was a bad year. He let me let so me. He many. drafted Kareem Hunt. <laughs> yep. He drafted uh, Javante, who was a rookie. Yep. Uh, he drafted Daryl Henderson. He drafted yep. <laughs> AJ Dillon. He drafted Michael <laughs> Carter. He drafted yep. Tony Pollard, and he drafted Alexander Madison. That is seven. <laughs> so, are you sure you want to take the under? Well, I'm going to take the under. All right. I'm going to take the under. We haven't. Done, I haven't done his uh, post yet uh, on his. uh on his trends mm-hmm. throughout the year, but I'll give you a little bit of a sneak peek. Uh, Phil is the has the worst regular season record. Um, that, that is, is not surprising. Lifetime, <laughs> um, not not as it's not as not as far off as I thought. Shane was was second. Mm-hmm. I think Shane beat him by like maybe like six wins. Um, I think something's got to change for Phil. He had it. He, I mean. We can laugh about him being last place last year, but really at the end of the day, someone had to be last place and how tight it was. Um, there was only two wins of separation between the first and the last place team. Mm-hmm. So not going to crush sure. him that much yeah. last year. It's it's funny at this point. It's comical. But I, I'm i going to – Phil's got pride as an owner, I hope. And I think that he, he signs up for this every year not to, to be the punching bag. I think he wants to win. Mm -hmm. and if i was in his position i would be reassessing how i am drafting and organizing my team Mm -hmm. and i think hearing what i heard about was a 2021 and then even last year and how much he's kind of losing out on draft capital i remember last year especially quarterback i mean Guy was a quarterback killer. Every quarterback he he grabbed got a concussion. Yeah, well hold on if, a second. Hold on a second. You're you're getting into something. I'd have another one for Phil. So oh. hold on. You're going down going down the line. So your pick is under, I'm say under. Under. Okay. I'm gonna go over just the stats back it up. I think Phil is stubborn. I think Phil is gonna continue to do what he does. Um he's done done it forever. I don't see why he would stop now. So I'm going to take him over two and a half handcuffs drafted. Okay. All right, last but not least, we're actually going to double dip with Phil. Um, now, everybody has interesting things that they do in the draft, and I'm sure if we were to do some deeper, deeper dives, uh, well, we could get into them. But this one is just kind of a, a funny one that happened last year. Not funny in the sense of it actually happening in, in real life, but for Phil specifically, over under players that fill drafts, that they're okay. going to land on the IR one and a half. Ir. Yeah, so they'll be out for six weeks or longer. Oh, okay. If so you remember they, could last leave, year, they could leave the team. They could leave the team at some point. They feel, or is still going to hold on to him. Um, I mean, if you just if okay, so if you, yeah, you know what? Um, let me try to figure out a way where we can make this. Uh, they no, it's just that he drops. So yeah, they can leave the team. Okay, he drop. can drop okay. them, and yeah, yeah. One and a half. Yes, one and a half. Um, man, I'm trying to think. I feel like every team gets hit with at least one IR throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say over. I mean, I obviously with Phil, uh, you're gonna. This whole question's in reference to uh, what I alluded to earlier in the last question. Him just being a quarterback killer and him just any quarterback he picked up, literally. Mm-hmm. literally Rain was just falling out of their skull every time they got out in the field. Yeah, So last year, I believe it was like a four to five week stretch to where it yeah. was. Um, first it was Trey Lance. So Phil, I believe was the last one to draft a quarterback last year um, and drafted Trey Lance in the, I'm looking at it 12th round last year as a starting quarterback. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I was Kyler last year. What yeah. A- in the second week of the season, uh, Trey Lance broke his ankle Actually, yep. that was the basically the end of him on the San Francisco 49ers. Now was that the it. Chicago game? Was that the Monsoon game? Uh, no, oh, no, he played that game. It was the second yeah. week. Uh, it was like the first game of their series. At home. At, at, home. It, yep. at home. Completely yeah, destroyed Monsoon his game. leg. Um, and so, yeah, that was basically the end of Trey Lance there. And then that was the start of Phil basically getting quarterbacks hurt as um, – As Tua, he was known last year to pick up Tua, and then at some point he picked up Kenny Pickett, who got hurt uh, very much right into um, the season. Now Kenny Pickett did return um, and and had a good rest of the season for a rookie, Uh, but Phil was known last year to be you know the guy that would get the quarterbacks injured. So we're taking the over one and a half. Yeah, I feel like that's that's a that's a that's got to be a heavy juice line. That's got to be like minus like 185. Yeah. I, I'll take over as well. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think everyone has at least one player that they probably at some point will, some they'll go on the IRL, they'll miss a good portion of the season or if not the entire season. Um, but knowing Phil and his luck, um, we're, I'll, I'll take the, uh, the over as well. Yeah. Pretty, uh, all those questions pretty fair. And I agree with you. A lot of, uh, statistical, um, similarities with with our owners so i feel pretty Mm -hmm. confident with that Hopefully, we got this i mean we have the audio that we can always go back to but it sounds like you're writing it down too that's going to be uh one of those things at the end of the season that we can kind of take a trip down memory lane and see how many of those hit well jake that was pretty painless first episode getting back excited or what yeah no I was looking forward to it It was a long summer so I'm happy to have some uh, more free time to devout to the north side story podcast um but yeah looking forward to this season uh this is around this time is when I now officially start looking into who I'm gonna pick in all my leagues but especially this one yeah uh, it's same here I, I haven't even watched a preseason game it's not like I'm Excited about the Rams and it's all the makings to be just a fun fantasy season with uh, me and all my friends in this league and being able to get on here, talk to you, uh, shoot the shit and mm-hmm. uh, project what's going on in this future. We got a lot going on in this podcast. Like I mentioned, we, we're going to have the survivor picks. We'll have our bets. Um, we'll, we'll have the interviews, probably post like the same amount. We'll see heading into the draft season what we're going to do. I'll keep you guys all informed for the 10 people listening to this or even some new faces uh instagram is now live you'll see on wherever this is posted either spotify apple um podcasts description in the description i'll have the link for it just follow it i mean right now we're posting uh little snippets on all our managers um i'll try my best to post as much uh of fun content little snippets of the of the interviews or the interviews or the podcast that i'm recording audially and video video on my side so if there's nothing else you need to say jake i think we're all good here i'm looking forward to a fun year a good year and hopefully i can get back on top with i don't even know what a team name but it just depends on who i draft which we will see this time next week